back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. And we want to hear from you, 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln Hotline. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. See what's going on here in studio, because we're having a blast because it's Ticket Tuesday. Me and Strickland have officially decided that's what we're going with. And we're going to head to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, where we have one of our favorites. I won't say the favorite, because we have plenty of guests that we love here on the block. But one of our favorites, Steve Sipple on 3 Husker Online. Sip, what's going on? Ah, uh, just good to be with you guys. How are you doing? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're hanging good, in there. Sip. Uh, we're, we're doing all right. All right, Sip, uh, you know i got to open up and just go ahead and ask you, I know we're moving on. We're looking forward to Purdue, all that good stuff. It's an exciting win. Uh, just as I do every week, biggest takeaways from the win against Rutgers. Okay, let me shift back. Uh, biggest, well, <laughs> I, my biggest takeaways, I thought at halftime they were in deep trouble. I, I mean, yeah. I, I just thought it was a terrible first-half performance. Uh, I didn't think they showed up to play. Right. Um, so the, my biggest takeaway is that – the character that team showed was significant to me. I mean, it, 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 it tells me a lot about the operation over there that you can, you know, that you can be, first of all, they should have been down more than 13 to zero. They kind of got lucky in that regard, but you know, they came out right away. Mickey told them, look, we got to score right away. And they did on a, on Nebraska scored on its first possession and it wasn't easy. Casey completed a third and seven on that. Um, that was the possession that Grant, Anthony Grant, lowered the boom on that yes. on that Rutgers mm-hmm. defensive back. So that was kind of a tone setter. But it wasn't easy to get in the end zone. They did. And then, you know, right, right away, then it's a ball game. And then they just kept scrapping and scrapping. And a lot of the formula, I think, for this team is to scrap, 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 scrap. And then Casey – and those receivers can beat you downfield. And if you keep scrapping and hang around and hang around, Nebraska's dangerous that way because Palmer can get behind most corners. Uh, Marcus Washington, I still believe, will continue to come on. He's, he's, he's dangerous to, to defenses. And if Vokalex can be healthy, if, can Vocal, if Vokalex's healthy, he's another good weapon. And, you know, you always have Grant. It's I thought Grant's legs look heavy, but he's still a weapon. One of the things that we talk about, sis, is uh, sip is the progression of the games that are really all teaching points up until you start to get into the Minnesota, um, the Michigan, and then your rivalry games and your the ones that you've got to try to beat. You know, you haven't beat them in years. Uh, the Iowas and the Wisconsin's, right? <clears throat> so here's the deal, Sip. When you look at those progression games, now you find yourself up against a Purdue team, doesn't run the ball well, very pass-heavy. What do you hope that the Huskers able, you know, give me a few points or, or, or reference points, two or three, in order to 
uh, uh, show progression in getting a win against Purdue? All pass rush. I mean, not necessarily yeah. sacks, but but I mean, there's that's they have to get pressure. I mean, to alleviate. I mean, they, come on, the whole pass defense system, we'll call it, has to work. Not just pass rush. They got to cover. Um, they got to be smart in how they approach it. So that would be number one. Aiden O'Connell is the challenge. Purdue's probably got the second best offense in the Big Ten. And O'Connell is probably the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten. So that's where the conversation has to start. But then I would say it goes to Nebraska's run game. Purdue's real. They're real defense. Yeah. you got to get something going in the run game to help protect Casey and, and do a good job, do a better job um, against, against blitzes too. So there's three discussion points. The, blitz, the blitzes have – as Mickey pointed out today, have tore up Nebraska. The opponent blitzes have tore up Nebraska in the last couple games. Um, you know, running game can alleviate some of that, but just doing a better job in the, your blitz pickup package can help that. Then the third thing I'd say is what Mickey referred to. you got to play well in all, fa- all three phases mm-hmm. probably to win this game, Eric. A lot of times if you play well in two of the three main phases, you can win. Um but I think in this game, Nebraska's got to play well in all three. So those are the things that come to mind first. Steve Sibble, Husker Online at on three sports. Sib, the biggest thing that, that I see from this team is just the intensity and the, just the want to. And, and it's something that we just haven't seen in a while for Nebraska. And I know a lot of people have said it's Mickey, it might be Bill Bush. But from your perspective, what has been the biggest change over the past couple of weeks that now has Nebraska sitting at the top of the Big Ten West? Well, I don't necessarily agree with you, Nate, that they, this all of a sudden they're scrapping. They scrapped under Frost. I don't know. Right. I mean, we have real short memories. Last year in their last game against Last year, Iowa, yes. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Iowa, even though they're 3-8. and eight. Um, Nebraska went toe-to-toe right. with Ohio State the end of last year more so the beginning uh, of this season i guess i should have yeah clarified. kind of i think the defense let down the defense let down for sure um after northwestern i thought nebraska's effort was fine in ireland i didn't come out of that game thinking man they showed up flat they weren't ready to play i didn't right. think that um it, it, it's been mainly a defensive discussion right now, they did get their confidence rattled against Northwestern. There's no question about that. Um, and I thought that showed. What's changed is mainly, I think what's changed mainly is, well, I mean, obviously, Mickey's done a good job of keeping that thing together. But, but Bush, I think the defensive changes have been the most significant element here. I mean, the defense is the side of the ball that's really, really transformed. Um, simplified it, got their eyes in the right direction. And they're just, it seems like they've just picked up a little confidence. It helps that they played two bad, two pretty, I mean, Rutgers is a bad offense. Indiana didn't have two of its weapons. That helps. Casey helps too. I mean, Casey Thompson is a big part of this mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. He is. I mean, there's just Casey, the fact that he battles through those offensive line issues, um, and completes those downfield passes. Uh, Casey's importance to me is immeasurable almost. Um, 
so those those are the things. And I, um, I mean, the coaching staff's done a good job. Now, if they can pull this off, um, it, it would be really. I mean, the story would get really interesting. Absolutely. Let's shift a little bit, uh, Sip. Um, I, I I was really just <laughs> feeling distraught about things that are going on right now in the NFL. Obviously, we know that things with Tua have made really a lot of things difficult for the um, the brass and, and, and the heads that be in the NFL. Um, but I've been watching these last few games, Sip. I really would like your thoughts on this over, super, hyper, protective, protective nature of uh, quarterbacks right now and things that are just regular football plays. Is this something that we're going to see, you think, going forward, or is this just something to kind of protect the, uh, protect the shield at this point? <laughs> it's confusing. Um, I'd just say it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't – I mean, there's just moments – and you don't want your fans – you don't want fans to be confused. You, don't want, you certainly don't want players to be confused. I think the players are surely confused too. I mean, I, I'm not an NFL aficionado at this point in my life, but I, I know what's going on. I saw the hit on Brady. <laughs> it's not even a hit on Brady. I mean, it wasn't a hit. He got tackled. I mean, and that's a there's. I, mean, I don't know what to say about that. That wasn't a. That wasn't really a hit. I mean, he threw him. He threw him to the ground like I would. You would throw me to the ground on the playground, right? And we would all get up and go on to the next play. That's that's. That's the way life used to be. I don't know what the hell has happened to life, but it's gotten weird in a lot of ways. And this is just another one. Um, the hit that I was thoroughly confused last night by the play that everybody's talking about. And I was watching it yeah. with my grandson at Buffalo Wings and Rings, and the sound was down. And if you're watching an NFL game with the sound down, good luck trying to figure out stuff like that. There was a flag, and I know people were booing their they're panning to the crowd. I'm like, what's the flag? Like, what did they call here? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it became evident that they, that they, well, they, they call roughing. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, this is got, I, I, I didn't, I mean, I knew that was going to be a huge conversation today because it was just a standard football play. Yeah. So, yeah. so they've, a common sack, you know, a common, just a very common play. So now what they've done has created a lot of. I mean, I was just sitting there. I, I mean, I got to. I was just confused. I didn't know what was going on. If you don't have the sound up, it can get get really weird. <laughs> so that's where we're at. I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, Sib, it's pretty funny too because, uh, as you know, they brought up Case Thompson today, and he said he would use a couple of those calls against Rutgers. That's for sure. All right, uh, Steve Simple on three Husker Online. Before we let you go, I know you're a busy man. Got lots of things to do. Um, keys to success, breaking down Purdue, just moving forward this week. What should fans be looking out for? Well, I mean, the keys, when you think about this game, is the first thing you think about is Purdue's passing game. Yes. Yeah. And Aiden O'Connell. And then, you know, I didn't cover the fact Nebraska, we don't know what, we don't know what Clinton Newsom's availability is at one of Nebraska's corner spots. <laughs> They've moved Tommy Hill to receiver. Um, and that's, they're not moving him back, according to Mickey, even though there's some injury. You know, there's, we don't know what Quentin's status is. So you might have a situation where you have Brandon Moore at one corner at 25-year-old. 
Brandon Moore and, and a true freshman 18-year-old on at the other corner. Uh, so I'd watch that really close. Nebraska's pass defense in general. Um, and then, oh, I, I mean, I think you shift the conversation to, to Purdue's defense is real. And what can Nebraska get done? And can the offensive line protection hold up better? Two straight games the opponent has, has, has sent a lot, blitz-wise. Is, is Purdue going to do that? Will they have to do that? Um, those things are, are critical. And then I would, I would just reemphasize the special teams in this game. I mean, Nebraska's going to have to play well all three phases to win. And, that's what you're, and they, they're capable of it now. I mean, you, they're capable of, of pushing Purdue. Now, keep it close, keep it close. Then, like I said, I mean, Nebraska – oh, and I'll tell you something. This is what I, I probably should have mentioned before. I'm glad I got an opportunity to do it. If you listen to Tom Deanhart, he was on the show with Jake and I this morning, and Purdue is vulnerable – against the deep ball. I mean, that's, that's something to watch Ooh. really closely this game. Uh. Purdue's corners have been susceptible to the deep, to the deep pass. So um, if Casey can get enough time, those guys, like I said, Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington, maybe Alante Brown, um, they might be able to shake free. And that'd, that'd be gigantic. It would certainly be fun to see. We're all rooting for Nebraska to keep this win streak going, make it three. Sip, if people want to get great content from you, learn a little bit more about Purdue, get ready for the game this weekend. How can they do so? I would go to HuskerOnline.com, which is part of the On3 network, and Robin and Sean and Abby and yeah. Brian and all those. Everybody does a great job. It's a, it's a really clean, strong website, and uh, that's that's what I would do. Awesome. Sip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, there he goes. Steve Sipple on three. Always great stuff from him, as per usual. And like you said, watch out for the deep ball. I like to hear that, Strick. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Trey Palmer's got a few of those deep balls already this yeah, season. Yeah. Maybe a breakout game. That Maybe it's a breakout game for both receivers, not just hey, one. Hey, we'd love that. Throw Vukluk in the mix, too. Hey, why not? Yeah. We got to take a quick break. DP in the building. I know Jay Foreman will be making his return as well. Lots of things to talk about. Breaking down Rutgers, how that win happened. All the good, the bad, the ugly, all that stuff. And then we're going to start breaking down Purdue right for here on the ticket. Old School is next. we got a quick crossover, a little on-the-block old school action coming up next. Make sure you stay with us right here, 93.7 The Ticket.